Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this guy, two thumbs up, wet t-shirt and all, John Wayne, that's right, here I am, back, 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 in Wayne Manor, nestled in the East Wing, in the Library of Evil, as always, where I typically uh, tend to all of my doings and a transpirance. Welcome, welcome everybody. Thank you for joining me for another week um, in isolation and uh, quarantine as uh, as we all are and, and what a weird and difficult time this has been. Uh, but, you know, we're going to get through things like this. Uh, just doing this podcast helps is one of the things that's helping me get through. Uh, hopefully, uh, we're all finding ways around these obstacles to keep ourselves up and uh and and busy and moving forward still so uh you know of course i've got a a nice heaping heaping bowl oh my goodness of grand papis medicine nice and green for ya i don't know what that was uh but yeah uh because you know everybody you know money's weird people are you know jobs that kind of stuff everybody's having sales it seems like you know hey buy this this is on special guess what man drug mans have a sales too so i i actually really stocked up at a very good price for some very great product so thank you for your service out there all you uh uh essential drug dealer workers we appreciate you now i know some of you are listening to this and they're like what are you talking about dude i go down the corner and buy weed in my dispensary you fuck Okay, great. That's great. I live in Texas, though, and we can't do that yet. I am still in one of the, uh, whoops, what seems to be the minority of states, where I still have to uh, use a dealer from the streets to get what I need, and what I need is you. And uh, so, yeah, so that's how that is. But so that was very fortunate as well. Um, so here we are, back, uh, back again. I, I, again, don't you know, I, I usually can run down a pretty solid week of activity that I've been doing, uh, but, you know, this is, we're all in the same boat, you know, this is, uh, we can't, not much to report, I'll say, but, you know, I have, uh, oh man, sorry, I have been keeping busy with things, you know, as I've talked about before, uh, I've been doing a lot of Skype podcasts for, uh, for my Patreon, which I did more of those this week, uh, stocking up on those. And that, you know, not only is that helping, you know, me to, you know, I, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm creating this content for my Patreon. I'm, I'm back, you know, loading up on these episodes, so I'll have them. But that's like, honestly, secondary right now, because just getting to talk to these people, uh, you know, see them over, over the, you know, Skype while we're talking, uh, you know, that has been just the the even if i did if i didn't get to record those conversations and use them for a podcast it would be fine because i you don't realize i don't realize i've been realizing how much i miss all this you know uh you know i know we all miss the outside and everything that we we do and we have been able to haven't been able to do these last couple few weeks um but like I really, you know, after I've gotten off of these Skype calls, I've, I've, I feel it. I can feel it. It's like a physical feeling of like uh, elation or like I feel lifted, you know. I'm like, all right, I feel better. Like things are going to be all right. One of those type of feelings, you know. So <clears throat> I don't know. That's helping me. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe maybe you call somebody up this week or, you know, hey, FaceTime or Skype, all that stuff. Like back 
when we were watching Dick Tracy, the movie, uh, I know it was a comic book, like, back in the 50s. I don't know when it when it came out. That came out, like, in the third. Dick Tracy's fucking old. I don't know. But the movie came out when I was, like, in middle school or something, and or, or elementary school. I'm not even sure. But he had a watch that he could talk to see the picture. It's like a TV you're talking to, uh, you know, video call on his watch. And now... Smash cut to today. We can do that. We can video talk on our watches. Yeah, we have all these. We have all these things to talk to each other and uh, new things, uh, new platforms that seem to be emerging now uh, for connecting people and and uh, you know communicating over you know over video conferencing. I guess is a good way to say it. So you know that's been cool. But you know while we're uh, while we're speaking of uh, the Patreon, uh, as you know. It's the first of the month. Get up, wake up, wake up. First podcast of the month. I got to shout out all my Patreon homies today uh, that have been helping me out. Thank you guys so much. Uh, if uh, Just everyone else out there, I have a Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. If you want to check that out, I give away all kinds of cool shit uh, with every tier. Plus, every, uh, any tier gets you access to the other podcast I do, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. It also comes out weekly, just like John Wayne lied to you, uh, but it is only available to my Patreon subscribers. So, and to shout them out now, thank you so much, Hugo Camacho out there uh, across the sea from me in, in Spain, and uh, I miss you, buddy. I hope you're doing well. Jamie Gucker, happy birthday to you, my sweet darling. Uh, I, I hope you had a, had a badass day and a, and a great one, even though I know you were at home working and supervising and trying to secretly spike your coffee. That's all good, though. I ain't going to tell anybody again. Uh, Jessica Reeves, thank you. I hope you're staying safe out there. I appreciate your support so much. Keep it going. Cody, Codeman Jax, uh, you know, I know you can't be massaging people out there now with, uh, with all this, so I hope you're massaging yourself, <laughs> if you know what I mean. you got to stay in practice. Nick Hogleg, the P, Poncio, you know I love you, baby. Uh, Shannon Bradner, you bad bitch, thank you so much for helping me out. I appreciate you so much. Tim Feely, I see you out there, man, every day. You're the man. Thank you so much for your help, dude. John Rodney, thank you, man. I could not do it without you. You have given me so much help. I appreciate you. Mary Beecher, one of my Chicago homies, I'll fucking goddamn well better be able to get to Chicago in June or I'm going to be really pissed but I will let you know and I'll say what's up uh Judy my mom uh my maza yes that's right my mom gives to my Patreon so what if you had a, a Patreon or a mom you'd hope they gave it to you too so there uh Amy Torres McCoy my favorite smile and laugh out there I love you so much thank you also for you giving me a little extra help I appreciate you so much uh Charles Chadwick, otherwise, Bert Stanton speaking. What's up, dude? Charles and I were supposed to be in Vegas together a couple weeks ago. Didn't happen, man, but you know what? We will make it happen for sure soon. Jared Barbie, Death's Head Press man and and, uh, and man of the hour, just because uh, he's a great guy and I love him so much. David D. Berardinas. I hope I said that right, dude. Uh, Dave's not here, man, but he is here. He is uh, awesome and out there and uh Charlotte, hopefully everything works out. I still get to come see you in September and uh, be a part of your event. And Alicia Stamps and Chris Stamps, thank you guys so much uh, again for for joining the Patreon and for helping me out with that mug. Uh, I've really 
really appreciate that and have just uh, really been liking that mug. Uh, drinking a lot of coffee lately. So those are my shouts out to my Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much. It, it truly means a lot, especially in this time um, of, of really scrambling. Not scrambling, but yes, scrambling. And trying to figure out ways around, like I said, these obstacles to keep moving forward and, and keep going, basically. So it really, you know... If you can help out there, somebody, even a dollar, two dollars, five dollars a month on a Patreon, it's going to mean a lot extra now. And I'm not just saying just for me. There's tons of other uh, artists out there that I know that you guys know that that may need that support. So just check it out if you have, you know, if you are fortunate enough to be healthy and still working and all that kind of stuff. Maybe if you can just check out your local artists and then help help throw them out, uh, help throw a, a bone to them or something. It really uh, means a lot, even the small donations, trust me. And if you want to support old Uncle Johnny, again, go to patreon.com slash dead. You can join any tier, get you access to the other podcast. And uh, if you don't want to join a tier, you can also select to just give a one-time donation of something and peace out. And uh, I thank you for that. So <clears throat> thank you guys, uh, that out of the way. You know, uh, also, you know, this week, uh, believe it or not, Ladies and gentlemen, um, boys and girls, John Wayne here has been playing a game. That's where we're at, folks, playing a game. Now, if you know, some of you uh, probably know this about me already, longtime listeners or friends, is I don't like to play games. Now, what does that mean? Like, like, baby, I'm not playing games with you. No, not that. I mean, like, uh, board games, card games, video games. It, it's just, uh, it's not that I have... Um, like an a, a phys, like a version like oh I hate you so much. It's just that like I feel I have these issues with time and wasting time, and I feel like time invested in playing a, a game could be invested better. That's just the way I I look at it. I know a million arguments to that. Uh, I know I'm probably wrong on many accounts, but I'm probably right on other accounts. Uh, if you're you know, trying to do something and maybe uh, playing a game is a way that you procrastinate. I don't know. But I just don't, I just don't play game. I just avoid that whole hornet's nest altogether. But since I'm stuck, you know, we've been stuck here. Uh, my wife, my wife, Katie loves games. And I was like, one night just looking through, I was like, man, what I could play like a, I could get into like a role playing card game or something like that. That's not too hard. That's not super long. And, uh, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, but you know, so I'm looking up these games and I found one that uh, we went ahead and got and have been playing uh, a few times now. And it's, it, it, it's fun. I do enjoy it. I am going to have to buy expansion packs for it. It's called smash up. Uh, and it's a cool game. It's like, um, you know, you take two factions of like, a you know, zombies is one and aliens and you, you can put them together and then that's your team and you play like you're trying to take over these bases and, it's uh it it surprised me in how uh much strategy you could use because it looks like somebody is like clearly winning at some points and then you can play like two cards that just decimate their entire thing that they've built up so that's pretty cool i don't know this is not branded content uh i'm just saying like that's the game i found that i'm actually like okay i can play this game and uh it's been fun and that's also what i've been doing this week also i've been working on uh, <clears throat> of course writing a bunch 
uh, a bunch of stuff every day. I, you know, I'm working on a, a new uh, work in progress manuscript type thing that's going really well. I had a lot of fun writing that. Uh, and I've been writing short stories here as well, trying to just send out to places, anthologies, stuff like that. So I started a new one of those this week. Uh, whoops, shit. Uh, but I keep going back to my my longer manuscript because it's just uh, I'm digging it right now. But I did, you know, Nick P and I, um, you know, shouts out. You you guys probably know Nick Nick P uh, is my bodyguard and uh, stuntman and uh, secretary and driver and best friend and all this. You know, we've known each other for over 20 years. He goes to these conventions with me, helps me out. We've been trying to figure out a way, like some joint project we can work on that we can take to conventions because he's there with me that like and and use it just specifically to like earn gas money, you know. So we've come up with this concept of this kind of magazine and we've been putting it together. Uh, we're going back and forth, you know, with each other online now because he can't really come over. And, uh, you know, I've been having a lot of fun with that. You know, we, one of the sections i'm not going to give too much away but it's uh that we've come up with is is just called texas style and it comes from uh <clears throat> one of the things like for, from all of our drives driving nick and i will do certain things on the road and just say ah it's texas style you know nick nick uh started that and we just kept it kept it going so <clears throat> excuse me so we've been trying to come up with uh Texas style things that can be told in like a, a single picture comic. So I've been working on some of those pretty funny. I'm having fun. So we'll see uh, when we get that stuff going. But that's, you know, that's what I'm doing, man. Playing a lot of guitar, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just uh, just whatever, whatever we can do to, uh, you know, to keep things going. Um, but oh, before we get any further, I do want to say uh, happy... 10 years to Grindhouse Press that is happening this weekend uh, just ha uh, would be happening this weekend after you know this comes out on Monday but we all were supposed to be uh, by we all I mean uh, the Grindhouse Press um, crew you know Carrie C.V. Hunt invited all of uh, all the authors from Grindhouse Press over the years to come out to um, a convention in Ohio uh, called Cinema Wasteland, and of course it's canceled. Um, but we were all supposed to be convening there, you know, and, and really by all rights, I would probably still be in Ohio because I was going to try to stay a couple extra days and visit and stuff like that. So <clears throat> should be in Ohio right now, people, but here I am. What are we going to do? Uh, but, but happy anniversary to Grindhouse Press or birthday or whatever it is. Uh, I sure do appreciate everything they've done for me and everything they've done for uh, indie horror uh, books and, and literature. And I, I love uh, Andy and Carrie and what they write as well. So congratulations, guys. You've earned it. And uh, <clears throat> speaking of that, uh, a little bit later, I'm going to play an excerpt from uh, the conversation that I had with Carrie and Andy over Skype a couple weeks ago when we talked about, uh, you know, the Grindhouse 10-year anniversary, among other things. And uh, so I'm going to put a little bit of it in here later. And then if you want the full episode, of course, it'll be over on the Patreon page, as always. But before we do that, I think we should get into our three-card tarot reading of the day. Um, that's right, of the week, I guess. I do a, <clears throat> you may or may not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every show where I just kind of write down what I'm thinking about, what's going on, and uh, then just kind of 
get try to get a new perspective of looking at those things through the prism of the cards. It's fun. I like it. Um, I also do a card of the day reading every single day on my Instagram uh, story, which is at John Wayne is dead. So you can follow me if you want to uh, check out things like that. And then it immediately goes to my YouTube page, uh, the John Wayne is dead YouTube page after that. So you can check out the week as a whole or if you missed a day or whatever, if you just want to watch them again, <clears throat> see my beautiful face, you know, uh, I got to I better get a little drink of some topos here. There we go. Okay. So, this week, um, <clears throat> I was talking about, I was thinking about uh, <clears throat> positivity, of course. You know, it's it's rough. Everyone's kind of going through weird, depressive episodes. Uh, being somebody, like, who is very susceptible to depression myself and, uh, you know, clinically depressed and whatnot, it is hard. It's it's a hard thing, but I'm really, really trying and, uh, and, and being being successful so far, but, you know, staying positive is on my mind, of course. Um, having continued momentum, like I said earlier, finding ways around these <clears throat> these obstacles, damn it, that have kind of, you know, through no fault of our own at all, have been, like, kind of thrust upon us here. And, uh, you know, we got to find a way around. So continued momentum around those things, planning for uh, present and future. Um I turn that off. Okay, uh, because you know I, I got to plan things now, figure out things now, and then um, I, I also need to figure things out. You know, when this is over, have a plan. I want to have a plan. I don't want to be sitting here going, "Okay, this is over. Now what do I do?" No, I got to figure it out now. So I need to be thinking, keeping a continued drive and laser focus as well. Those are two things that you know I just. I don't want to fall off on, you know, keep those things sharp and just, you can't, I can't get down about something I can't change. I just can't. And I have to keep going. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So here we go. First card, the high priestess reversed. So the high priestess reversed, you know, high priestess is one of my favorite cards. It's a card of intuition. We know that it's a card of, you know, when the veil is, you know, thinnest between our subconscious and conscious mind where she's guarding, uh, but reversed, it's a card of secrets, uh, disc, actual, actually disconnection from your intuition, uh, and withdrawal. So <clears throat> this card is basically the overall thing of this card is that, you know, that you've got, got a lot going on and you've, somehow you've become misaligned or unaligned with your uh intuition and uh, you know you're not really listening to it and this card is like a call back to that it's like saying hey uh be still right now draw your attention inward listen to that inner voice uh th there's a lot of things that are happening um around you other people's you know opinions other people's dramas and you can't let yourself get swept up in that and let that start dictating your your mode of thought uh, and what you do. You, you need to, you know, get away from that. You need to know that you need to do what's right for you. Um, allow your, you know, allow yourself to trust your intuition. Um, you know, oh, okay. You need to allow. Okay, I'm sorry. I couldn't read my own handwriting. You're in, you've. You haven't allowed yourself to trust your intuition lately, and that's weakened the connection. You're you're either like I stopped paying attention to it, or just second guessed it, or just you're just like you're second guessing your gut. You know your gut feeling. You're not going with it. 
that's like weakening the connection between it. So, you know, <clears throat> this card is saying like, you know, it's, it's here to guide you. So have faith in the universe and go with the flow. Your intuition is there to guide you. You know, you have to trust. Um, again, the, you know, the high priestess, uh, it, she's inside of us. She's untouched by the outer world. Like the, this intuition, it's, un, it's untouched um, by the outer world events, things going on around you. That's why it's important to, you know, clear the way so that this intuition can flow and, and you know, uh, listen again. There's a <clears throat> also there. You know, you may be in a situation where there's like a gossip and secrets happening around you that are about you or about. I mean, this this situation, nobody knows what the fuck. Every morning you wake up or turn on something, there's new information about whatever this virus is. What what do we do next? Or what's going to happen next? Or what happened? You know, it's all here. It's all like that's all like what this is. You know, there's secrets, gossip happening around you. You know. Uh, so this is this is saying like you know address this these things in open honest conversations. As far as this type of stuff goes, I, I don't know what we can do is other than just um, try not to uh, what do you say like propagate or spread false information. I, maybe we should be responsible in that and that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. Next card, the fool reversed. So. This is also, with the reverse of this card, it's a card of holding back recklessness and risk-taking. Um, you know, the Fool upright is a very carefree energy of uh, taking on the world, very inspired, uh, ready to go. Reverse, it's a little different. This is saying you've, you've conceived of a new project, but you're not ready to start on it or, or put it out into the world because... You feel like you don't have the tools, skills, resources. The timing isn't right. So trust that that is right. And it might be best to keep this to yourself for now or just put a pin in it, put it off to the side until later when the time is right, which you will know when it, that is. Um, <clears throat> you may be uh, you know, also a worry about something that you are looking at starting uh, is that you're afraid to take action or you're worried to take action because the outcome is unsure. It's not a sure thing what the outcome is going to be. Um, but this speaks to control, and you can't control everything. So trust that the universe has your back and take the first step. Now, what does that mean? <clears throat> I'm not saying like, oh, whatever, I'll trust you. No, you have to be like doing the work. So it's just saying, you know, do the work of this action and and the outcome will be favorable if you've done your work if you've taken care of things if you've made sure you're prepared you've if you've done it at the right timing then then yeah of course that's how the universe takes care of you but you it's not just like uh you know throwing a penny into a pond or you know wishing to jesus or something you have to work for it um you may be acting too impulsively right now in that you're unconcerned with how your actions affect others and what that means is like you're just whatever you're doing things off the cuff and it, you're just you're not doing you're not maliciously doing things on purpose but you're not paying attention to the way your actions affect other people and that's just something again this is card is saying stop to consider this it goes kind of with the the intuition uh reconnecting with that you know your intuition would be something that's telling you like hey hey you're take a look let's stop for a second this is uh 
this is hurting some people or this is making uh, it, it difficult for some people to be around you or you to be around some you know whatever you got to consider and stop those consider those things and, and how how to keep this good energy going because being impulsive being you know off the cuff is fine sometimes and it's a a defining characteristic of a lot of people's you know uh personalities but you have to find a way to just to channel this energy without causing harm to yourself and others you know it's just a uh be more considerate in it i guess if you will um also with this card bring more play into your life even if it's uh in private and and by me I, that i mean it's okay to act silly it's you know you don't have to be you know serious all the time or uh you might be hung up on doing you know being silly in public because you know you're self-conscious of it or something but don't be don't be um just you know play now while we can have have fun add, add a little bit of fun to your life um all right last card the hanged man this was right side this was a you know right side up not reversed so um again th so this card's about pause surrender letting go and and getting new perspectives so you know the hangman is all about uh you know it, it really kind of ties into the high priestess reversed because that's a card about stopping pausing taking time to quiet yourself and reconnect with that intuition with your inner voice this card is also all about stopping taking time uh before you move forward right now you know looking inward releasing old behaviors and old uh thought patterns that that don't serve you anymore that you, maybe you just haven't had the time to realize you, you're just maybe stuck in you're going you're going all the time this is the time to pause you know this guy's hanging on a tree not by his neck it's upside down and you know read north your fucking greek mythology and shit it's like the tree of life that he's uh odin was on um so that's norse mythology isn't it i don't know <clears throat> so you know, get rid of, look, look inward for these behaviors, these thoughts that they're not helping you anymore. And with this pause, try to see your world from a new perspective, as well as the world as a whole. Uh, and, and you find, you may find there's some opportunities that are right there in front of you that you would have missed had you not taken this time to pause and, and stop and think for a moment. Um, you know, you would have blown right past those things. So, so just, you know, let's take some time. We have the time now. Uh, again, tying in with the high priestess, this card says, if, if you're in, if your intuition is saying to pause, you have to do it. And if you don't, this is when the universe will slow you down purposely through obstacles, you know, all kinds of stuff. And you don't want that just so that's why it's very important to stay connected to your intuition, because that, that will give you the heads up of like, Hey, I think we need to stop for a second or let's just maybe circle the wagons you know that's going to tell you so this you know it's it's all about taking that time pausing and i think that why this this card and this this reading kind of goes very well with what's happening uh right now is you know we're this this is one of this is what a, a, the universe forcing us to take a pause basically is what this is um you know, we can't do anything about this. We can't, there's nothing to go do. There's no excuses. This is the time. This is the pause has is, is been forced upon us. So now we have to stop and 
look inward and listen and figure out how to move forward differently now with a new perspective um you know everything just kind of changed maybe maybe we've cha- changed to our routines whatever it is like the pause is 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 been put upon us like it really has i don't know any other way to look at it <clears throat> but i think it's just important you know I, with me looking at this reading it, everything seems to be pointing to it's time to pause on you know take take some time away from everything get all your ducks in a row get your perspective set make sure you're not still holding on to old thought patterns old behaviors that aren't contributing to your higher goal right now and then with you know being thoughtful and compassionate and with communication we all move forward and staying with our goals after we've you know listened to our intuition formed a plan and and moved forward so that's that's the way i i see that uh i got a lot out of that this week i hope you did as well um so as I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, it is Grindhouse Press 10-year anniversary, birthday, whatever it is, and I got to talk to Carrie and Andy, a.k.a. Anderson Prunty and C.V. Hunt, uh, all about it, um, and I am going to play an excerpt from that uh, conversation uh, right here so you can kind of listen to it, check out what they have to say, so let's uh, listen to it now. But right now, so we're talking about Grindhouse Press. It's the 10-year anniversary of grindhouse press and uh the big party is uh of canceled. course been canceled um <laughs> but as i told carrie the uh the idea that the grindhouse 10-year anniversary is canceled by a global pandemic seems completely apropos pretty fucking metal yeah it's like oh that makes that makes sense yeah i mean at yeah. least they didn't like get canceled by a um zip lining incident which i went on with wesley southern about oh it, god but uh yeah because you'd be like why did this why did the grindhouse party get canceled from zip lining doesn't make sense does it pandemic makes total sense of course yeah. but but what what we, what we were going to do i believe uh we were going to cinema wasteland which is a horror convention and you yeah. it was like you'd put out the the beacon the bat signal if you will the grindhouse signal calling us all home what you know let's we've all got to go to the motherland now and recharge and we all a bunch of us were coming up there to uh to ohio mm-hmm. um ohio mod to this this convention which i'm pretty sure is now uh just a, a bonfire out in the middle of a, a city somewhere Probably. and uh <laughs> and we were gonna maybe have a table maybe not what, 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 talk talk a little bit first of all well, talk about it being canceled. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, we were going to go to Cinnamon Lace Wasteland. It's in um, Strongsville, Ohio, up by Cleveland. Um, obviously, the first outbreak in Ohio happened in Cleveland. And it's we are now in Ohio. Uh, what is it called? The stay-at-home. Stay-at-home um, order. Yeah, stay we got a stay-at-home order. So it's only you're only allowed to leave for essential things. No groups bigger than ten people in one place. Um, yeah, all kinds of garbage. So yeah, we um, they canceled that, and uh, we, we were trying to get a table. Um, they have been sold out of tables since 2012, and we were on a waiting list. Um, right. And I kept thinking, well, with you know this pandemic thing, before it was a pandemic. Um, they'll, somebody will cancel, we'll get a table, but then the, the more, 
stuff started happening around here uh, before they even put the stay at home or canceled any events of groups of over a hundred, I was just like, no, we need to pull the plug on this. Yeah. We were in like constant contact. It felt like, uh, you know, it was like, you'd get the update and then you were texting me like the governor is called for in complete shutdown. All Arby's have now been closed. Uh, and then you're like, Oh wait, I was supposed to send that message to Triana. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no but you were telling me like don't don't come don't buy a ticket yet did you buy a ticket okay don't maybe no don't wait hold on what and like uh well it I really first, was touch and go but everything yeah, on ticket prices were really low so we were like yeah. oh if you want to buy a ticket now's the time and then it was like three days later it's like oh maybe no 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 <laughs> yeah yeah airfare got really really cheap there for a while it was uh I can't remember. There was an author that posted a photo that he was on an airplane and there was like maybe three people in the cabin. So I was just like, oh, shit, Same. go look at kayak. And it's just like, oh, you can get tickets literally to anywhere in the United States for round trip under $200 right now. So I was like, well, you know, tickets are cheap, but I would still kind of hold off. And yeah, and then they started shutting down stuff. And I was like, yeah, there's no way that they're going to have it. And then uh, I told the group that I had a chat group with all the grindhouse and autolotl people and said you know they've uh put the kibosh on groups of a hundred or more so i imagine it was like yeah the very next day they had posted cinema wasteland had posted that they were not happening this year uh well they will be happening in october because they have two shows a year and they said mm. if you bought a ticket to the show it'll transfer to october but which we plan on going to unless the world ends so <laughs> well shit yeah um yeah, like not all the dominoes just started falling. There was no, there was nothing to be had anymore. No. You know, no Vegas, it, no nothing, no Atlantic City. <laughs> no. Escalated very quickly. <laughs> yes, yeah, this did escalate quickly, um, very much so. But um, so our 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 whole celebration was canceled, which sucks because uh, I think it was going to be pretty bitching. If 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 we wouldn't, if the pandemic would not have happened before this, I believe that the group that was assembling that day of us would have uh, started possibly a pandemic. Oh yeah. But, yeah. You know, yeah. so we would have run around and sneezed on all the DVDs. It would, it would, it would have been, been a pandemic of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that would have broke out throughout the whole world and universe. And, you know, we'd all get $2,000 sent to us because of it or something, <laughs> or I don't know. I don't know. What's, I barely know what's going on. I have so little grasp on reality. Anyway, I'm home having, <laughs> Shakespeare <laughs> plays with my dogs and shit and like <laughs> you know this is my life now this is my life but uh 10 years so I want to I, I don't want to lose too much of this I want to talk about and um so it's 10 years T tell me a little bit about the history of the press because it started with Andy right or uh, yeah I had um well I had toyed with the idea before ever being uh, published by Racerhead, and then I had a few books published by them. Wasn't working out fantastically. Um, and then I had um, a friend named Brandon Duncan, who was a, a pretty good uh, graphic designer. And uh, I just kind of ran the idea by him of like, you know, if I wanted to start a press, would you be able to like design a logo, you know, do covers? And he's like, oh, fuck yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, and then I had this book called Morning is Dead, which was, well, it was, it was, it was ejected by Eraserhead. 
it was ejected by them. Like ejected. they ejected it right out of the <laughs> ejected right out of the inbox. Um, like on the top of the ad house with a catapult, like eject. <laughs> well, it, it was it was scheduled to be. I had had um, a couple of books come out with a limited edition publisher called Cargo Cult, uh, so they were going to they were going to do it, and um, Andy Racerhead would have done it, but they wanted final edit. But the Cargo Cult people were like paying me in advance, so I'm like, well, I'm going to like give them final edit. Um, so it ended up. So yeah, you know, Eraserhead didn't want it. Um, the uh, cargo cult ended up folding. Um, so I was just kind of left with this book without a home. And as a sort of test subject, I, I would rather have put myself through, <laughs> through that than one of my author friends or whatever. So got a cover for that, put it out expecting nothing at all, really. Um, you know, but it, it made its money back fairly quickly. And then I was just like, okay, well, like, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of done this. I'm not, I'm 10 years later. I'm still not an expert. In my I still barely know what I'm doing. Um, but, and then uh, Gina Rinaldi had had a book called House of Fallen Trees with Cargo Call, also in like a limited edition. And I'm like, well, you know, do we want to do like an affordable trade paperback? And she's like, oh yeah. So again, covered. Then we were, yeah. Then we were kind of rolling rolling at that point um and then it's been you know kind of sporadic since and then handed it over to carrie and what was that 2000 uh 2017 was the the beginning of 2017 was what i yeah she's done a much much better job with it (laughs) (laughs) well but but also you skipped so you were also running you were doing auto all at the same time or started a little bit a little bit before that and that was more just for the like non non-genre stuff and you know the stuff that definitely didn't you know that wasn't that couldn't be considered horror crime or um whatever that was actually yeah auto auto started a, a year before Grindhouse. Yeah. and you're still publishing under the books are still coming out right under auto auto uh, yeah we just uh just accepted uh five so those will be coming cool. out yeah. through through this year maybe not the best year for it but you know people are going to need shit to read or maybe the best year for it yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. And then, uh, so Carrie, and then you took it over in 2017. Yeah, yeah. It, we're now under the Carrie years, we would call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so when I took it over, um, well, it was one of those things. It's like, I'm a writer. Andy's a writer. Andy runs Autolotl. He was running Grindhouse at the time. It's just like a lot for him to be doing. And he didn't have time to write. So he was contemplating like shutting one of the presses and uh, I was just like, I, I think you were really thinking of doing closing Grindhouse. And I was just like, I can't see Grindhouse closing. So I offered to take it over um, and I just went into it with a few things in mind. Like number one, I wanted to get all new authors that we hadn't published before. Um and, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to look at it like if I I am a writer, I know what I want from a press uh, and I'm going to run this press the way I would want a press to rest the run if I if I was writing for them. So that's kind of how it, it's all gone since then. All right. There you go. C.V. Hunt, Anderson Prunty, a.k.a. Carrie and Andy, my friends. Uh, check it out. So 
you know, be sure to go to grindhousepress.com and, you know, pick up books and check out what's coming up next from them. And uh, if you'd like to hear the rest of this conversation, go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and just join any old little tier there and you'll get access to that and all of the other episodes and the episodes that come every week. I keep hitting the desk with my chair. I'm sorry. But sorry's aside and stuffed in a sack. It's time to move on to our story portion of the show. You know, I uh, this week I was just you know kind of thinking about stuff. I don't I don't know why I jotted this down. Something drew my memory back to this. But you know, a long time ago, I this this take this story takes place in uh, back in the Letters to Voltron days, and it's about the the first time we performed live on uh, public access radio or public radio, whatever it's called. Uh, so, without further ado, I call this story, You Can't Do That on Public Radio. So, this was probably, hmm, I don't know, early aughts, I would say. It was several years ago. And uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while or, or knew, uh, you may know or not know, I used to play in a band called Letters to Voltron. It's one of the bands I played in uh, here in my uh, you know illustrious career of music. And um, Letters to Voltron started out as um, me writing like six of these silly, just kind of funny acoustic songs. And then uh grabbing my buddy Robbie C who I had played in a band with before this um bringing him I just kind of like hey man would you want to do these <clears throat> you know with me like we could perform them together and stuff so and he said yes and thus Letters of Ultron was born so and I've talked about this a lot before we we turned the over it's like uh I don't know 10 plus year existence maybe Letters of Ultron um kind of changed into uh, like a prog rock band if you will and uh in that we definitely weren't acoustic anymore and the song still had a, a funny uh silly kind of con- context but the music was very much more serious and intricate and weird and you know we did a bunch of different stuff i, I know that our last two records are on spotify if you are curious and want to check them out uh, letters to voltron is the name and i think our you know the last two albums are robot journey and uh something else i forget the name because uh how do you forget the name of your own record well i'll tell you why dumbass because <clears throat> The t- how we, we titled that last record was we just put a bunch of words into a hat and drew five of them. And, uh, oh, it, so it turned out to be the, the tonal, the, what is it? The something tonal travels of our, of, of our dripping legend or something like that. So it was, it, it's something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Those records are out there and those are the more like hard rock proggy type stuff but but very funny and a lot of fun uh i thought but this you know when we started we were just me and robert kind of like a tenacious d type thing um and we would wear costumes and just silly stuff we were we we had a lot of fun with it and um you know we were we we started just kind of we did an open mic actually our first show just 
just went up and did an open mic. And then, uh, you know, we were playing just like a lot of the shitty bars. Like I have a, if you've listened to the show for a while, I have a story I, t- I tell where uh, the guy accosts me on stage at one of those very small shitty bars. Um, uh, and, you know, those are the kind of places we were playing. And we were just getting around. We started playing downtown, like, or I mean, in the city, downtown, like further in the cooler, like actual venues uh, and and such. And I, you know, this was around that time we were just kind of starting to play around a lot of actual venues and not just shitty bars uh, around the like spring area north of the city and um <clears throat> this was in the myspace days uh children and one day i checked the you know i'm looking at our page and we get a message we had a message from the sh- this radio show, it, it said, we're a radio show on KPFT. KPFT is uh, the uh, public access radio here in Houston. They've got, I've, you know, I've, I've talked about it before. Uh, if you've heard me talk uh, about you know, uh, Ned and Connor, the F and Rager show, they, they do their radio show from that studio. Uh, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, that's our public access radio, and it's, it's uh, been very uh, good to me and good to us and a cool little thing. Anyway. Message from them, uh, and it, it, they say, "Hey, we're a show here at KPFT. We heard we, we've heard you guys' stuff. We want you to come, and uh, can you come down and play live on the show?" And first, I'm looking at it. I'm like, the first thing that goes through my head is, "Okay, this is like a what is this? This is a joke or a spam thing where you." you know they some somebody like steals $500 from you somehow because you clicked yes I, I don't know that's the first thing and i i went to their myspace and i was looking at it and the, and their radio show is called the world it was called the Messerschmitt world domination happy hour um and i was like okay and, I, and i'm looking and i'm i'm clicking on posts i go to the kpft site they're on the site their links match up and i'm like okay i guess this is legit so I call Robert and uh, Robbie, if you will, and uh, tell him about it. And we're looking at, he's looking at it. We're talking. And so he's like, yeah, this sounds cool. Let's get back in touch with them. And I, which I was agreeing with, but then I, I was also brought up. I was like, dude, <clears throat> we're filthy. Like our songs are filthy. The, at the time, our songs that we were playing, uh, there was one called I Heart Mother. It's all about fucking your best friend's mom growing up uh, all through your life and, and you're finally telling him we had uh, a song called beaver about shaving your beaver please you know asking your lady to shave her beef um, you know uh, we had a uh, just just all kinds of songs like like that um, I can't even recall all of them uh, right now but uh, lemon party oh my god we had a lemon party song we had the song about the clap, about venereal disease. Just, you know, these are awful, dirty, like, this is like dirty comedy songs, basically. And, you know, I'm like, how are we supposed to play live on their show, on the radio? We, you know, do we even have any way? Do we have songs that don't have things you can't say? Like, I don't know. That might be a problem. So I hit him back and I was like, hey, man, this sounds great. <clears throat> but have you actually heard us? Because we're filthy like how how do we do this and they replied back like cool actually it doesn't matter if you're filthy 
uh, our show, it's public access radio, first of all, and we go on at 2.30 in the morning. So it's totally fine. And I was like, oh, shit, 2.30 in the morning. So I get back with Robbie. I tell him the deal. And he's like, and I'm like, yeah, but man, at 2.30 in the morning, is that like any good or what? And, you know, we both you know, talked about it and decided like, hey, it's better than nothing. You know, that this is a radio station asking us to come play the local one. Yes, but still. So we, you know, of course, we're excited about it. And we're like, yeah, we'll do it. So <clears throat> I remember the the night that um, of of the performance you know, we, uh, I think we got together at my house at like 1230, I think, Robbie and I, to just practice some. And uh, I remember like, it was like we were trying to practice quiet. And it was like, I was like, oh, this sucks practicing quiet. We can't do it. So we tried to like, we had to rip a couple songs. Um, and then go, we go down to the studio. And these guys that run this show are badass. They, uh, Rick uh, was one of the guys and Robert was another guy uh, not to be confused with Robbie C who plays uh, in Letters of Ultron with me and we go down we meet that these guys are really cool they're super upbeat you know they are actually in into us like they knew our songs and we're like oh you gotta play this one you know and shit so we get you know we get in the studio this is our first time ever in a radio station mine of course uh, at least I can't speak for Robbie but I'm pretty sure it was and you know we get Sorry, Ugh, we have to stretch. We get into the room that they put us in, you know, and we're in there, and like, we got our guitars and shit, and the, the, the mics are hanging above us, and, and, you know, and they're testing stuff out, and they're in the room, control room across from us, with looking through the glass, and we're like, yeah, this is it. And uh, so, you know, they they come they go come into the show, they do some stuff up top, you know, play some songs, talk, and then they, they introduce us and throw it to us, and we just basically i think they say to play like six or seven songs like we were just playing so we were doing that and uh bantering in between and just kept going and uh it went really well it was a lot of fun and uh when it was over you know they he talked to us for a little bit more and said that somebody called while we were playing uh one person called to complain and said like i thought this was pacific radio for you know peace and love and what is this bullshit you're playing about you know fucking your mom or something i don't know but that was it one complaint that was all they got and uh we were like jazz like super jazz of course we just you know i think we just stayed up all night you know giggling like ladies after that like hee hee what a time you know and uh it was cool because we had they they burned a cd of the show for us so we got to hear and i i don't know where that exists now i don't know where that lives if that audio is on the internet somewhere uh or or if I have a CD buried somewhere of it. I don't know, but I remember listening to it. I remember it was pretty fucking cool. Uh, just just something to, that, to do and have. And, uh, and uh, the fact that we were able to do that. And actually, interestingly enough, we were asked uh, to be on that show again. And it was the night that uh, this... Uh, it was our, our album release night show. We were playing it at Last Concert Cafe... And the album that we put out was called Graffenberg's Oscillating uh, Waveline, or Growl, was uh, what we called it. And it was uh, the last acoustic record we did. And we went right from the venue after we were done to the radio station, all like important shit. But we, we did a whole nother kind of set like that and, and pimped the record and those kind of things. And um, 
you know, ended up uh, forming a good relationship with those two guys, Rick and uh, and Robert, and they got us in on. Uh, they had us come play at some uh, warehouse art show party thing, and I was. Uh, it was an art crawl. That's what it was. Houston art crawl. Yeah, they got us in one of the studios playing. Like we were wearing Zorro masks and being all silly. It was crazy. And then, uh, you know, <clears throat> a few years after that. Uh, or maybe like a year after that, unfortunately, come to find out, Rick uh, passed away, and uh, it was it was pretty sad, man. He uh, he had he had some kind of uh, some kind of cancer, I guess, and just just got him. You know, I, I think that uh, I don't I don't know the the whole story, so I'm not going to try to speculate. But uh, it was it was sad and it sucked because he was a young dude, man. He was always super happy, and you know he was you know, so like happy to share uh, like what we were doing and help us get out there and, and just a nice ass dude. He invited us to parties and stuff. Like just, he had the best weed at the time. Like I didn't have money for good weed. So he would always smoke me out with good weed. It's just a sweetheart of a guy. So like that was uh you know, that was our first foray into, to live radio. And, uh, and since, since then I, I have been on uh, a lot of different shows, uh, several different, a lot of different shows, several different shows that have gone on at KPFT, some that even happen uh, during the, uh, you know, regular hours. But uh, no, I've been on, uh, you know, I've done this, their storytelling show. Um, I've done the F and Rager show, of course, with Connor and Ed a couple of times. Uh, I did s- maybe something else I can't remember, but I've been there, you know, several times now is what I'm saying. And, and it, it never gets less exciting, uh, even though you know, terrestrial radio is dead or whatever, you know, it, it, it's fine. But this is like, you know, your, your home team, you know, your home radio. And it's cool to like, you, you're on it, you know, you feel, uh, it was a point of pride for me. You feel like I can, you know, you're not a part, you know, you're a part of the city, man. You know, you're on the city's radio station, man. This is cool and underground, man. Uh, you know, or at least I think so. So, uh, yeah, so that was it. And, and we went on to, uh, for you know, Letters of Ultron, of course, we got a drummer, Scott. Scott, the drummer. I've told that story before on here. Check that out. Moved on, got the sauce as our drummer, and uh, we excelled into history and space and time and all that good stuff. And uh, it was um, it was awesome. But yeah, uh, maybe check it out. I don't know if the Messerschmitt World Domination Happy Hour is you know banked somewhere out there, but maybe it is. And check it out. But uh, you know, we we definitely got to say like, cock ass bitch, fuck suck motherfucker. You know, taint pussy taint, taint taint balls taint ass. We could say anything. We said anything on radio, and it was uh, it was it was luxurious. I'll tell you that. All right, there you go. Now, it turns out you can swear on the radio as long as uh, nobody's listening and it's 3 o'clock in the morning. But uh, but I digress. What a time. Thank you guys for, for joining me again for another week. If you're new, welcome. Uh, thank you for checking out the podcast. Uh, don't forget to go to johnwayneisdead.com to see if any of those dates get uh, made up. They're pretty much in flux right now. I uh, You know, June was booked all the way but i also just got word that one of those conventions just moved to october from june so i i don't know what that's all about but i will as soon as i know the firm concrete dates 
they'll be at johnwayneisdead.com on the show's page. But you can go there uh, to the shop page and get any of my books. They're all in stock. Uh, the new metal bookmark, those I only have a few of those left. Once those are gone, that new design will come, and this design will never be out again. I got new stickers, the John Wayne is Dead albums, T-shirts, all of that. And when you order from me, you get something special and a, and a little uh, signature off to you, and I very much appreciate it. Uh, also, if you were just, you know, you're on Amazon and Kindle, all of my books are on there as well, and uh, you can check all that stuff out. Please follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram and Twitter, uh, and you can check out my card of the day reading uh, on my Instagram story every morning, and uh, you can follow me on Facebook just at my little old name, John Wayne Communale. And uh, I thank you so much, guys. We'll get through this. Uh, yeah, I feel it. Uh, maybe next week we'll be laughing at, uh, at at this, or you know, just laughing at something. 